Good morning, good morning. Happy pre-Sabbath. Um, I had to come with a word because this morning, right, because I'm always reading the news. I love to read the news, especially Yahoo News. I don't know. I feel like my relationship with Yahoo is <laughs> pretty solid. Um, they always post, like, all the basic generic news that I would need to know. So I just get it all from there. And um, I'm watching, I'm, I'm not watching, but I'm reading this article that says that um, there was a Catholic priest who said that uh, transgenders and gays could not take part in the communion, right? And a ca- another priest had commented, I believe his name, let me let me tell y'all his name because he blocked me. <laughs> let me tell y'all his name. Uh, uh, James Martin S.J. claims that he's a Jesus pursuit. I don't know what Jesus he's pursuing, but we're going to get into that. So, he said in in, repl- in response to his fellow um in response to his fellow i don't know i guess priest he says that that's that's wrong um you know you shouldn't you shouldn't say that uh let me get let me get it word for word i'm not even going to play with y'all i'm not even going to play with y'all Okay, sorry about that. I had to I had to get it right. <laughs> okay, so in his response, he called um he called the other Catholic priest. He said that his response was egregious because the other Catholic priest has said, "Listen, um such congregants are prohibited from being baptized or receiving communion unless they have repented. Repented meaning turn their foot away from that sin." So this priest, uh, James Martin, or whatever his name is, he's like, it's egregious. He says that it instructs the church's priests on how to develop pastoral relationships with persons with same-sex attraction and with persons with gender dysphoria and lead them step-by-step closer to to Jesus Christ in a manner that is consistent with the church's teaching. Okay, so... Therefore, if you are talking about being consistent with the church's teaching, then how would you say that what your fellow priest said was egregious, right? Like, and I mean egregious meaning outstandingly bad or shocking or horrible, right? Like, let's be real. Even in the New Testament, which which Catholics like, because Catholics like to use the New Testament to get away with a lot of the stuff that they get away with. Like, for example, they break a lot of the first commandments. They break many, many first, many, many of the commandments. Um, for example, no one should have another God except me. Right. In the Catholic Church, they the priest acts like he's y'all God. Y'all got to come and confess y'all sins to him. Y'all got to come and. Um, and worship him and y'all kiss his hands and kiss his feet. Who hands and feet got kissed? Jesus, the most high. Let me pull up some more. Cause I was even looking, I was looking at that too. I'm like, wait, y'all break matter the 10 commandments. Um, 
Thou shalt not have no other gods before me. The Catholic priests like to make themselves gods. Thou shalt not make onto thee graven images. The Catholic church is filled. I mean, rampant. With graven images of, of this false Jesus. Um, then it says, thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. They call out the Lord's name in vain all the time. And the reason being is because it's not, it's not for purpose. It's just to show off. It's just for, it's just for their own personal interests. Keep the Sabbath day and to uh, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. The Sabbath day is technically Friday to Saturday, or some people like to say it's just Saturday day. Regardless of whatever that discrepancy is, it's not Sunday. But the Catholic Church likes for people to think that it's on Sunday. So even then, you're not keeping the Sabbath day holy because now they've reversed it. So people are unintentional, unintentionally following these Catholic priests these churches, these indoctrination religions, and they're turning them away from God. Honor thy father and thy mother. If your mother and your father name is, 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 is Mary and Bob, why are you calling this Catholic priest father? What? I'm not understanding that. At the end of the day, the, the priest is supposed to have the fruit of the spirit. That's not to say that all priests are bad. Some priests, like for example, the one that looks like he wasn't with it, like he's like, no, I'm, I'm, you're not, you're not gonna commune here unless you repent. That's that's right. That's righteous. In Ephesians six, when it says to put on put on your armor armor of God, that includes the sword of truth, which cuts. It's hurt. It hurts. It hurts to hear the truth. And the and your your shield, the Bible. It is what it is. Okay? It is what it is. Then it says, Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not. These are all different things that happen right underneath the, this church. And don't don't get me wrong, this is only one one religion that I'm talking about today. We're going to talk about all of them because enough is enough now. Now look how the world is in destruction and in despair. And all these religions can do is continue to take money from y'all and give y'all false hope. They know what time it is. So they want to keep y'all asleep. This is the time to start repenting and changing y'all life. If there's ever been a time to change your life, it's now. This new earth that's coming in, all this new age spirituality and all this new age, new age, this. If you think about it, even the people who leave from new age, they leave from new age and go into what? Christianity. Why? Because it's connected. But in all actuality, it's not that either. To be a Christian means to be a true follower of Christ. You following the word of God. But to be under Christianity, that's not okay. Because Jesus nor the disciples were Christian. Nobody in the Bible, uh, nobody in the Bible were, were under Christianity. Christianity was created as a result of these followers of Christ. So yes, being Christian, I'm Christian. I follow the Word of God. I follow Christ. I follow His teachings. I follow His apostles. I follow the the Ten Commandments and all those different things that Christians are supposed to do. Yes. We are saved by grace, but also faith without works is dead. So these are things that they leave out. 
right? Like, for example, when you go into your church, they sing a couple songs. Church is just for motivation. Not real church. The biblical church is when two or more are gathered, then Jesus is there. God is there, right? Me and you could be a church. Straight up. Just like, just like, for example, Adam and Eve, right? The two of them combined makes the image of God. But not these churches where y'all go, y'all give y'all money, y'all come in with all y'all problems, all y'all despair, all y'all troubles. They, 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 they give the word of the day, which is always some generic word. It's never about the laws or never about the things that we're really supposed to be doing. And again, I don't know all Catholic priests, so I won't say them all. But I will say definitely majority, and especially majority of the famous ones, they're famous because they want people to live in sin. Because they know that men have hardened their hearts against the word of God. So therefore, if they come out preaching the word of God, all that money and stuff that you're seeing that's given the false look of the fruit of the spirit, right? The false look of, of abundance, that's coming from y'all. Y'all paying them to tell y'all what y'all want to hear. But that's not the word of God. The word of God specifically says homosexuals are not going to be welcomed into the kingdom. They will be burned in the lake of fire. Let's be real about that. Now, like I said in my previous video, is there anything wrong with two men, you know, liking each other or like, like you know, having like a, a compassion or a softness or a warmth, a care about each other? There's nothing wrong with that. But once y'all start sleeping together and getting married, now y'all defying God. Y'all defying the image that God created for mankind. But these Catholic priests, they want to be down with the get down because they know that if you if you let people do what they want to do, they'll fund you. Absolutely. They'll fund you. And I should know that because as, as someone who is, is I'm, I'm directly guided to give these messages, whether I want to or not. I know I'm going to be very disliked. I know people are not going to want to talk to me or think I'm judging them or think this or think. I don't care, though. Because at the end of the day, I serve a God and that God is the one that's in charge of my life. Y'all can't change not one gray hair on my head, even if you try to kill me. I never die. I never die. So if you try to kill me, yeah, my physical body would be destroyed, but I come back in spirit because I know who I belong to. We got to wake up out of this. We have to. Anyways, so I was, I, I felt, I felt like I had to let, let this priest know right on, right under his comments, right on his Instagram page, straight up, you're a false prophet. You're a false prophet. You're telling these people that being transgendered and, and homosexuality is okay. And then talking about that's the word of God. That's never been the word of God. Never. But for likes, for, for love, for, for, for fake compassion, you come like a wolf in sheep's clothing. There's Bible verses about these false prophet pastors and trust me and believe in the revelations they have their they have their portion in the lake of fire if anything we're all gonna publicly see them go down yes yeah so this this woman 
um, she she didn't like I guess she didn't like my comment or whatever. So she's like, oh, the, um, the laws. I, I really wish I took a screenshot because I, I should have knew that they were going to block me. But yeah, that was the end result. They blocked me. <laughs> I don't care. I, listen, I'm coming for them one at a time. I don't care what religion they are. I'm coming for them one at a time. The people will be set free. They will be set free. You will let the Lord's people go. You will get them out of this bondage. It's like, it come like if every, it come like if every generation, they find new ways to enslave us. And now I see why Moses had to say, no, y'all going to let my people go. Let them go out of this mental anguish, this mental despair. Enough is enough. That, that's, that's horrible. Horrible! How many people are going to partake in the lake of fire following these false prophets? But you know why? Because at the end of the day, they choose to have their rewards here on earth. Yeah, they want fancy cars, good living, nice houses. They want all that stuff now. So they don't care who's going to go down with them. They already chose their team. It's y'all don't know that they chose their team. If you're, if you're leader in your church... Or in your temple, or in, if your leader is not being firm with y'all and really saying, hey, these are the words of the Most High and we must follow them word by word and don't remove anything that is out of context, then I strongly suggest you get away from that church because unconsciously <laughs> you are partaking right in the lake of fire with them like they wanted you to. They consciously did that to you. And are doing that to you. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. The people have to be woken up now. The jig is up. Daytime is up. So that's why they blocked me. Because I'm here giving scripture. I'm giving scripture on scripture on scripture. And then they like, oh, well, those are Old Testament scriptures. I said, okay, well, let me switch it up into y'all language. New Testament, Boom. First Corinthians, boom. Ephesians, Mark. This is what I'm saying. When you put your faith in these leaders and these and these uh, religious leaders, they they know inherently. Right. Because remember, at the end of the day, all churches, no matter where they are in the world, have to be registered under the government. So therefore, they are under direct jurisdiction of whatever the government is allowing them to say, do whatever. Right. But then we also have, let's be real. We also have those demonic forces and rulers of the principalities who come like sheep, and you know, sheep. But they're really wolves to devour y'all. And to devour your soul, your spirit, with lies, with sin. And the reason why is, is a wolf in sheep's clothing, because look at a sheep, right? When you look at a sheep, you're like, oh, it's so nice and fluffy. Oh, it's white. It's clean. It's pure. Oh, man, it's so loving. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, it's so welcoming, right? So that's how, that's how they get you. They let you think like, oh yeah, come on in. We accept everything. We take everybody. We, we love everybody. Yeah, come on in. But in all actuality, they wolves in sheep's clothing because they know that their word goes directly against the most highest words. And that's why they only teach portions of the Bible. 
That's why they like to separate the Old Testament from the New Testament. Any religion separating Old Testament and New Testament, get out of that. Get out of it. Because as somebody who has read the entire Bible, I must say the Old Testament and the New Testament is almost exactly the same. It's a complete story from beginning to end. From the beginning of the world as we know to the end of the world as we know. Which is exactly why when Jesus came, right? When Jesus came, he, 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 started, he started telling them all about the Old Testament. That's all he used to talk about was the Old Testament. There was no New Testament to talk about. So all his lessons is from the Old Testament. So how y'all taking out... How y'all taking out the Old Testament? That doesn't make sense. That is man's work. That is not the will or the honor of the Most High. Then they say, oh, well, Jesus came and abolished the laws and, and, and he changed the law. No, 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 no. He changed the laws that separated us. So therefore, the laws like, like feasts, sacrifices, offerings, um, laws of cleanliness, like if a woman have her period or if a man is sick, um, purification laws, right? Like, like having to, um, uh, like, like, I don't remember exactly. I'm seeing it in my mind, but the words is not coming to me. But regardless, those type of laws that was specific to the Israelites to like make themselves different and make themselves stand out from all the other people. God removed those laws so that everyone can be alike in their pursuit of Jesus and their pursuit of the most high. That's why some of those laws was, was removed so that there is no difference between uh, Jew, Greek or Gentile. There's no difference. Everybody has the same access. Everybody is now special in, in the Lord's eyes. Now, granted, yes, the, the, the tribes of Israel are still very unique. It is what it is. God made his promise and he's not going to, he doesn't, he, he doesn't take back promises. He said what he said. The covenant was made. But then it's like these covenants are, are always, they're not revised, but they're just updated. They're updated. A revise means to erase things. Nothing was erased. That's why all the words in the Old Testament are still there to let you know how this is going to play out, to let you see how the series evolves, how this how this belief in the Lord evolves throughout time. It just gets better and better and better. It gets more and more welcoming to everybody around the world. But there's nothing there is nothing that says that Jesus came and changed the laws. Nothing. Or abolished all the laws. That, it doesn't say that. Because even in Ephesians, Ephesians 2.15, it specifically says, specifically says that for he himself is our peace who made both groups into one, meaning Jews and Gentiles and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall by abolishing his flesh in his flesh the anatomy which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances so you see they even tried to they even tried to use like language because there's other words that i've seen them use instead of ordinances and 
you could get this in the Strong's. When you look in the Strong's, the Strong's will tell you all the different words that they use to uh, translate um, from the Hebrew or from the Greek to English, right? Or present day English, all right? But anyways, they use those words on purpose because they wanted you to be confused. That in That in himself, he might make the two into one new man, meaning he might, instead of establishing, hey, this is Israel and that's everybody else, right? Now it's just like, all right, listen, yeah, y'all Israel, but everybody could be Israel now. Everybody could be Israel through me, okay? Into one new man, thus establishing peace, period. Ephesians 2, verse 14 and 15. So the, the confusion here, there, I used to read the Bible and think like, man, there's a lot of contradictions in here. Why? Because I never really read the entire Bible. Growing up in religion, they teach you this portion. They teach you that portion, but they leave that and leave that. Like, no, stop leaving things out for money. Stop leaving things out for money. The love of money. You can finish the rest. (laughs) Right? So therefore, we have to be very careful. We have to be very careful the type of things that we're listening to, who we're listening to, who we're getting our guidance from. Because at the end of the day, for me, I don't need any money from, from men. I don't need money from man. I don't need to I don't need to collect tithes and things like that. Like granted, doing doing the work for the Lord is is timely, but at the end of the day, the Lord provides for me, so I will provide whatever He can use me as a full instrument because I know that whatever I need, I'm gonna get it from God. So I don't I'm not I don't have to take money from man. I don't have to rob people. I don't have to have people who they they barely paid their rent, but because I gave them a word and moved them, I moved them enough to make them to make them give me they they check. Things like that are abolished. But they won't tell you that. <laughs> right? So like this is what I mean. I don't have any I don't have any bias. I don't, I just follow the word. I follow the word. I follow the word. That's it. I don't have any bias, any any like specific type of um uh intention. No, my intention is just to teach the word. That's it, just to teach the word. Because the word has to be looked at with an objective view. Because it's all of us. It's all of mankind. It's all of God's Grace. It's all of God's uh, experience with mankind. It's all of it, not just portion, not just like okay, we're gonna do this for you and leave that out. We're gonna, like no. How come in the in the Christ, in the in the Christian churches and stuff they never talk about the lake of fire where it says that people who are sexually immoral, people who uh, we talked about sexual immorality here on this on this podcast. So if you if you missed that on that, please go ahead and listen to that other video because we definitely chopped that up. But yeah, sexually immoral, um, homosexuals, liars, drunkards, uh, co-vares, people who want what other people got, all all those different things, uh, thieves, false prophets, all those different people is being thrown in a lake of fire. They don't want you to even go to those pages because they know 
that eventually is going to click. It'll click. Like, wait, hmm, what? How come y'all ain't never said this? How come there was never a sermon? Wait, I do this? I get drunk every Friday and Saturday night? I thought I was, yeah, (laughs) yeah, you're being misled. You're being misled. Today is Catholic, but trust and believe. I'm coming for everybody. And you got some people who would say like, oh, well, you, you, you party, you have fun, you do this, you do that. And I, and I would be like, yeah, absolutely, I do. I'm not a hypocrite. I never said that you couldn't party. I never said that you couldn't have fun. But what I'm saying is, is that there has to be limits. You have to have self-control, which when I, when I spoke in my other, pro, uh, my other podcast about the heart of man, about the fruit of the spirit, self-control and moderation is one of those things. So, for example, like there's nothing wrong with, act, you know what I mean? You, you go out with your friends or whatever. You're having a couple of drinks and say, you know, you've had way too many. You're like, oh, man, I'm kind of lit. Like. You know, I'm feeling a little, you know, I'm feeling a little crazy. All right, no worries. Take yourself home. (laughs) That's it. Take yourself home. Why? Because at that point, now you've lowered your guard. That's why it says to be, that's why the word says to be sober-minded if you struggle with moderation. Because then you start to make poor decisions. You make poor decisions. So, like, for example, I have this one homegirl or I had this one homegirl who we went out, had a couple of drinks, um, and we were talking about, like, me, uh, my boyfriend, her boyfriend at the time, and all these different things, and, like, chopping it up and everything. All of a sudden, when we leave, she's like, yo, I'm lit. I'm like, oh, me too. I'm like, all right, well, you know, let's go to my house, whatever. Let's go have coffee or whatever. All of a sudden, we never even made it to my house because... She decided that she wanted to go and have a, a sex a sexcapade with some guy that wasn't her fiance. Right? So like this is what I mean. You need moderation. You need self-control. That's why drunkards, people who get drunk every single day and all those different things, like that's spirits now being able to penetrate your orb or penetrate your your energetic vibration because you've lowered your energetic vibrations so now all your lower level carnal instincts will take in will go into like overdrive at this point and kind of like start to drive the car because you've put your you've put your higher self your conscious on like an autopilot so they're there but now they're subdued now you're subdued so now you're loose. You know what I'm saying? You could be pulled and dragged anywhere. This is, this is the problem. Moderation. There's nothing wrong with, with having fun, loving yourself. Uh, you know, even like, for example, the other day, I'm having a conversation with a friend of mine about, um, like, women who, who, like, dress scantily, but not, but it's, like, under the guise of self-love and, like, like oh, yeah, woman's power. But in all actuality, it's not women's power. They're doing that to get the attention of men. 
right so you see how that works it's like another kind of wolf in sheep's clothing kind of thing like the feminist movement which is a whole nother video that i would definitely make right it's like okay well let's empower these women to be so much to be just so out there and so like they they're literally trying to like imbalance the woman the woman is naturally a provider too you can't be a nurturer and not be a provider that doesn't make sense right the woman is naturally aggressive and naturally uh you know on point like naturally logical they want the woman to be like like smarter than men and we can do what you can everybody do what they do <laughs> My, let's say, for example, when I get married, my husband will have his role. Babe, do your thing. <laughs> do your thing. I'm going to sit and do my thing. But there's no competition between us. If my husband asks me to do something for him and, and, and I'm busy or and I don't have the time or if I feel like it's not that important, I'm going to do it. Why? Because he's another person just like me and we're brother and sister in Christ. There's no, there's no, this one is bigger, this one is different. No. There's a hierarchy. Yes. First, God. Then, Jesus. Then, man. Then, woman. Then, child. Okay? But when you see that man and woman, you must understand that man and woman together create the image of God. So there really is no real like hierarchy because it says men, men submit to your wives, women submit to your husbands. Every wife should have a husband of her own. Every husband should have a wife of his own. Everything is equal and balanced. But it talks about respect because at some point in time, we stop respecting each other. So yeah, maybe there are some specific examples as to when a woman should respect a man or when a man should do, you know, to love his woman. Yeah, because we have heart in our hearts. Like who, who have we become? This is it, getting out of control. Just, just the fact that this is one podcast about one topic and look how much different things we could talk about. Cause so many different things are out of order. They're out of order. And it doesn't make sense. And that's why people are having a hard time getting a life together. If, if let's say, for example, if you are, if you are, uh, if you are, if you engage in homosexuality, right? Since that was a topic that we started this off on and that's going to be what we're going to close out with. If you engage in homosexuality, right? But not gay, I mean homosexuality. So you sleep with men, whatever, right? And then after, how do you feel? How do you feel? Do you feel good about yourself? And this is this is this is literally I'm not asking to be funny. I'm I'm asking to be real. Do you feel good about yourself? Do you feel satisfied? Are you hopeful after this? Are you are you feeling nurtured and and comforted and protected and shielded and strong in spirit? Because if not, then I don't know. Just like, for example, people who have sex out of marriage. Same questions I want to ask y'all. Same thing for freaking child pedophiles. I want to ask y'all. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's a spirit that takes over us. And, and, and it's, it's a carnal spirit. It's, it's our flesh. Our animal self. Are you an animal? 
So that's why we cannot have these these priests and these pastors and whoever else trying to tell people what what sins are pardoned because no sin is pardoned. It doesn't matter what your sin is. Like, for example, I'm Jamaican. A lot of Jamaican people like to think that because they're not homosexuals, that they're not going to hell. Y'all still going to hell, too. Whatever that hell is, whether it's a physical hell, mental hell, spiritual, whatever it is, y'all go in there too because y'all love to engage in, in premarital sex. Y'all love that. Y'all love to engage in premarital sex. All y'all songs is about premarital sex. But yet, most of those celebrities making those songs is married. <laughs> So you see what I'm saying? Like, we got to be careful the type of jig being ran up on us. No sin is pardoned. All of us will have to pay. All of our actions and, and feelings and emotions, all of those things have been accounted for in the book of the land. Some people like to call it the Akashic Records. Some people like to call it uh, the, the scrolls. Some people, regardless, it, it's accounted for. So stop letting man lead you astray. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to even call this series. I would love to call it Exposing Religions. That's Yeah, I'm feeling that. But then I would love to call it How to Not Put Your Trust in Man. But I guess we're going to go with exposing religions because I got other religions to talk about. All right. So I know that this podcast, (laughs) I know that this podcast is probably, it probably sounds crazy, but trust me, guys, like I've, I've been on my spiritual journey for over 10 years and probably even longer than that, but seriously committed to it for about 10 years. And I mean, then that includes my experiences in religion, in new age, in all these different things that at the end of the day, if I could be real, they all are deceiving. But that word of God, the real word of God, not the ones that, that like, let's say some of the apostles, they might have added their own opinions and stuff like that. Nothing wrong with that. At the end of the day, they, they, mean, they mean well, you know, they mean well, but all of those words are not the word of God. It's like inspiration. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's teaching. It's teaching the word of God. It's, it's like, let's say, for example, if I wanted to give my class a lesson of, of how to add two plus two, right? I could just write two plus two on the board. But no, I want to show them videos. I want to give them proof. I want to give them visual supports, things like that, right? So, therefore, that's why, you know, all the, the, all the apostles and stuff like that, they're, they're blessed. They're blessed. They're giving their opinion, just like for me. Not everything that I say is the word of God. It's my, it's, it would be like my opinion, whether it's inspired or divinely guided or not. It's still an opinion, right? You still have to take whatever you hear here. Use your discernment, right? Use your discernment because that's what we do. That's what I like to do, especially as an educator. I like to present information and then say, okay, well, how do you feel about this? How does this align 
with what you're used to and what is the truth. Right? Because at the end of the day, this is not my truth. I am not God. I'm not a God. I'm not. I'm a mere mortal. I could be killed, destroyed, hurt, targeted, everything, just like everybody else. But there is a fire in my soul, a fire, a passionate fire to help lead the people back because I found freedom in the true word of God. And it feels so good, y'all. It feels so good to be under the most high, the real most high. Not white Jesus like Christians and Catholics and stuff. Not black Jesus like, well, granted, Jesus is black. But still, not, not these graven images like, like how the Hebrew Israelites make. Not Jewish Jesus that doesn't even exist, but exists. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, no, we can evolve. Let's start. This is episode one. More to come. Stay tuned.